Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. Yeah, always start on time. Hey, good morning, everyone. Jerome brought up something good I want to address too. Grand rising to all of you. Must be a ooh, must be a Monday morning. I don't see too many cameras on. Gotta be a Monday morning. Look at that. There we go. I got angle. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. All right. I am crazy excited. Now I want you to pull up everyone who's been paid so far. Okay. Pull that up. Can you do that? It shouldn't be too hard, right? Just three different pieces of paper or four different, whatever you got. Okay. Grace, I want you to go to the Rikaza family Facebook page. Go to that. Okay. And then go to the members. And then count you and Monica. And what you're going to have to do is Everybody in there, I only want active people, not the people that was been in there. Just active. Now, if they're active and haven't made something yet, I still need you, need you to count them, okay? Just active people. 
we, there's a clear line between active and inactive, a clear line. Because I'm, what I'm going to wind up doing is here in a little bit, <clears throat> a few of those people. But just not now, not necessary. What we're getting ready to do, so typically in what you would call multi-level marketing, 3% makes money, 97% does not. So what we're going to do is show you something that we're I'm show you something here in a second. So why, why, let me know when y'all are ready, okay? I need the number. All I need from you, Deanna, is the number. So don't count anybody twice. And just, you know, make some little tick marks to the side or something, whatever you got to do. And Grace, I just need the number of what is active. Don't count any, Well, you, you, you ain't going to count anybody twice. You got one list. She's got multiple lists. Okay. So you don't count anybody twice, and then Grace, you count everybody, and I need your number and your number, okay? Outstanding. Grace, you got the big number, Deanna will have the smaller number, and we're going to get the percentage of that. If, you, if you're new here, this is our daily meeting, and our, our daily meeting, this is when we run this company, okay? And in the running of this company, uh, discovered, I don't know sometime in March that, you know, holy smokes, we're doing like super well and everyone else is out here crying. Billionaires cried the loudest, okay? So then we tried to figure out, they did, they absolutely did. The billionaires cried the absolute loudest, okay? It was, it was crazy crying. So what we did was we figured, okay, well, how do we get to the point where we can help everybody and I decided we'll open this up to the public. So you're gonna hear some things that are completely private or in, and even proprietary to this company, but your only job is, is what I keep saying. And so I say, I like to say the way I like to say it is to steal it, is to take what we're saying then run it back to your company and make it work, okay? If it doesn't work, then don't do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, don't do that. <laughs> but if it does work, then keep doing that. Also, some of you are beginning to figure this out so let me remind you one more time in, in the pure joy of what is joy. You can reteach anything, you understand, from this ATSness, from uh, Phil, Phil has already told you to do the same thing in the Bureau of Dominant Speakers, tell you the same thing over here. That means that your job like you should never say, I don't have any material because you can literally go to a class and then just start, <laughs> lots of ATSness. Yeah, I, I had to make up something and just start taking notes on what we just said and then, then reteach it. You don't even have to be an expert to reteach something. You can, re, you can reteach something as a questioner. You can say, hey, Oh man, my, my mentors taught me this this morning and you write and tell them this. This is what they said and this is what they said about it and this is what they said about it. I wonder if this is going to work. You understand what I'm saying? Go ahead, Phil. That's all think and grow rich is. You're absolutely right. Never thought about that. <laughs> You're absolutely right. <laughs> yes. You're absolutely right. Okay. Absolutely. It is what it is. It's exactly what it is. He's taking a bunch of 
billionaires at the time, really millionaires and billionaires, if you account for inflation, and he writes down what they say. So please, y'all. Okay. Oh, go ahead, Jerry. Go ahead. And he made himself an expert by doing so. That's right. Now, I like what Jerry just said. Think about this, y'all. You become an expert by doing what Phil, myself, are telling you to do. Why? Let's talk about this from an objective standpoint of just the universe and the objective laws in this universe. Michelle is called the law of emulation. The more you are around something that is in line, in harmony with the laws of success, and you emulate that, you automatically become in harmony with the laws of success, and over time, you will be have what we call success. That's just that simple. You understand? It's it's equivalent to I'll open up a window of heaven for you and pour you out one blessing. So essentially, what we're saying is if you can just find the window pouring out the blessings and stand under it, at some point, Jerome, you're going to learn how to hold on to something. Right? You, you can't keep getting hit with blessings and not grab them. Does this make sense to somebody? Right? You know what I'm saying? I guess at some point, the blessings got to fall. And you ain't going to learn to catch them. But if you keep on just getting hit in the head, you're going to learn to stop getting hit in the head. <laughs> it's just that simple, right? Human beings are great adjusters. We are very good at what we do. And let's just be grateful for that. Okay, fair enough. Outstanding. Grace, you got your number? Yes, sir. All right, give me your number. Uh, how many active users, uh, active, whatever we have? 73. 73. Deanna, give me your number. 24. 24. Grace, I need to present, I need to, the percentage of that. This is what's happening right now. She said 24. Yep. Mm -hmm. Right now, I want y'all to receive this. 33%. Right now, instead of 3% making money, 33% are making money. Let's rewind. We have four missions in this company, Richard. Okay, four missions. Mission number one, Grace? Create 100,000 millionaires. Okay, Deanna, number two? To make the world says the worst salesperson the highest income earner, the top income earner. Sugar number three. You muted sugar. Sorry about that. In world hunger. Okay. Okay. Good. And Michelle Black number four. It's, it's got something with student loan debt. There you go. Appreciate you. There you go. All right. There you go. Y'all get it? We got those four things. Number two says to make the least income earner. I can't. How many of you know, for, like you just say to yourself and your soul and your spirit, you say, oh my God, I can't sell nothing. I don't want to sell nothing. I ain't trying to sell nothing. Please get the word sales out my life. As a matter of fact, if I can just, uh, oh my God, 
Anything like that? Anybody? It's, it's all right. You can put your hand up. It's, it's good. It's, it's good. It feels like what I've been selling since, you know, came out the womb. So <laughs> I understand. <laughs> Anybody like me and feel we're different, we don't count, okay? There's a big group of you. I need you to get that we developed a system in which 33% of you are being paid, which is automatically remarkable, and you don't even have the software yet. Ah, that was that. Okay, okay. That was the punchline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. The mere fact that you can you so now you know this is working and it's going to work because what you're doing now is these are the few brave people who use the system enough. What's the system? Have the company do everything for you. If you've made money and had the company do just about everything for you, would you raise your hand, please? Okay, that, all right, so we got, okay, I see, see it. Michelle broke a whole daily record and had Grace do everything for her. The other sales said, that is powerful. Now imagine having the software just gather folk for you and the company do it behalf. That number's gonna skyrocket. That's a, that's a big deal, y'all. And, and, and what is MLM? 3% of the people make money and the 97% of the people do not. We've already changed the world. Let me tell you something somebody told me. They quoted, um, I, was, I was, let me give you the full story. I was talking to this guy in my area. He's a, he's a millionaire. At the time I wasn't. And he, He's just, he's just incredible. And I was telling the man, listen, his name is Hockley. I was telling Hockley, I say, man, I'm trying to change the world. And he proceeded to tell me something to change my life. And he was quoting uh, the, the Honorable Minister, Minister Farrakhan. And it was amazing, Jerry. He said, bro, you already changed the world. And so I don't say nothing because whenever smart people talk to me, I shut up. So I let them finish, you understand? I mean, this is it's kind of the way it should work. Whenever smart people talk, you just shut up. He said, well, think about it this way. If you want to move a dirty glass of water, you don't move it, right? If the system puts a dirty glass of water in front of it, you just don't move it. But most people, they march against it, right? This is dirty. Stop, stop doing this, you understand? Stop, stop shooting, stop this, stop that. And they march against it and they march and they march and they march and they march and they march. But if you truly wanna move that dirty glass of water, the only way to move it is to have the system move it itself. So how do you get the system to move the dirty glass of water itself? You expose the system by putting a clean glass of water next to the dirty glass of water. Oh man, I'm saying something, okay? And the, and the people will then demand that that dirty glass of water gets moved because they didn't know it was dirty until the clean glass of water got there, sat next to it. And then he turns it around on me and says, you already changed because you are the clean glass of water.
you just, right? That's a big deal. That's what he told me, okay? That's what he told me. He told me this about four years before I became a millionaire, okay? About four years before. And I never, ever, ever forgot that because what it did is it took all the, it took all the hustle out of changing the world that I needed. You, like my, one of my favorite, I have, I have a few ancient texts that are, I just really love. There's one in, 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 in Indian that I, it's, I, I won't even pronounce it. It just means things are what they are, relax. I, I won't even pronounce it to you in, in, in Hindi, but it just means things are what they are, relax. Powerful, I love that, okay? Things are what they are, relax. It comes from uh, an, ascended, an ascended master, uh, Y'all know the yogis? If you know, uh, who are you talking about, Antonio? Uh, you, uh, you know, I got some Indian folk. The the yogi that came and taught the West uh, yogi in the first place. Uh, Swami Vivekananda. That's him. That's him right there. That's him right there. Yep. Yep. Comes from him. It, things are what they are. Relax. Okay. If things are what they are. Relax. Like puncha puncha or something. I can't remember this. But things are what they are. Relax. It's written in my notes. My one of my favorite ones, and this applies here from from uh, from the Bible. Okay, I'm trying to go all over the place. Is be faithful over the few. I'll make you rulers over many. You understand? So when he told me this story, Michelle, about just be a clean glass of water, it made me realize I, I know how to do that. So I don't have to be smart. I just need to be clean. Y'all ain't heard me. You, you, you can't possibly hear me because Rekaza is a clean glass of water. It's to do the same thing that's already been done, but do it cleanly. See, I don't have to be better than them. I just need to be cleaner. I started to get excited about <laughs> run around this man cave. Okay. That is relaxing for me because it lets me know that I don't have to know everything. I just have to be. Okay. Okay. I can see my queen over here. She's trying to unmute her mic. I I, I see you. I, I see you. Let's see ready. <laughs> Let me see if I can help you unmute. Uh, look, did you get it? There you go, Kathy. Oh, I can't. Hold on, I can't hear you. You got maybe you're muted on your device. She muted. She must be muted on the device. Anybody know Kathy? Try, try to unmute your device. Okay, well, you got it unmuted. You got it unmuted, but we can't hear you. We can't hear you. Which I, I see over there. Look, she over there shouting, y'all. <laughs> we go. We go figure it out. <laughs> we go figure it out. <laughs> Type it in the chat for me. Look, yeah, I'm trying to get y'all to see this. We are already changing the world. It's already 33 percent out of 74 people. How many did you say, Diana? 24. 24 people. That's 24 people, and some of these people ain't never. I just <laughs> I don't know what to put after that. You, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what to put after that, but just ain't never. 
and you have I haven't even released the software we was fixing a few bugs. Imagine what's gonna happen as the world knows you are associated greatly with a clean glass of water. And we haven't even processed that once people get in and find out, oh man, I can sell my stuff on their store. And soon as that happens, then watch what Justin do. <sighs> yeah, it's almost like getting with Rikaza, you, you, you triple dip. It's almost, it's almost like triple dipping. You, you understand what I'm saying? Because it, it's just an amazing thing. But just imagine a company saying, hey, we'll buy your products from you. You understand what I'm saying? We'll, we'll take care of you. And then when we do that, we'll, we'll help you sell them too. So you'll make money twice. You'll make money when we buy from you. Then you'll make money when, when we sell. Yeah, that's it, Kathy. Yeah, that's it. We're, we, we, we're going to buy your products in bulk. And then Justin going to put them up. And then you, so you automatically make money. How many of you know that your company and your idea is fantastic? They just sleeping on you. Don't, don't fool me now. Don't fool me now. You come on, come on now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come on. Have you seen me? Yeah, <laughs> I know that's right, La. Listen, let me tell you why. Actually, I don't need to tell you why. Grant Cardone tells you why in 10x. He just says because we underestimate how much money it costs, right, to get our idea off the ground. That's it. Because it costs. Because someone's looking at casting and they're going, "Okay, I see what you're doing, but I don't take you seriously." And what she has to do is spend enough money for people to take them seriously. Hold on, hold on real quick. Yeah. Listen, listen, you're making too much noise, so now you got to be on camera. Say, hey. <laughs> nah, there you go. Let me kiss. All right. You're making all that noise next to me. You got to get on camera. The more you move and the more you go and the more you spend and the more you attract and all that stuff, is the more people say, ah, that's what Full Glow was talking about. Okay, that's what he was talking about. So here's your new promotion. This, this, we just ended the crazy promotion, right? That was crazy. That was insane. Here's your new promotion. We released it last night. Your new promotion is the company is going to, if you get to 100, if you serve 100 people and add 100 people to your success team, which is easy. Because this, this is how you do it. You got to do it for free or you do it at whatever level. That's up to you, okay? Whatever, do it for free. Do it at whatever level. That's up to you. If you do it for free, then the company's just going to take over and attempt to help them upgrade on your behalf. Doesn't matter how you do it. It's up to you. It ends November 22nd. That's like the, mon the Sunday before Thanksgiving. Yes, November 22nd. Okay, here in America. We celebrate what we call Thanksgiving. Well, I'm not sure how much of a celebration it should be because of my wokeness, um, you know, but I'm gonna leave that alone, you know, say it for right now, but we celebrate Thanksgiving. And that Sunday before Thanksgiving, this ends. Anyone who gets to a thousand, not a thousand, a hundred people, serve a hundred people, the company will not only continue to give you all the money that you get, that other 50% is gonna give it to you as well. Yes. 
it's, 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 it's crazy exciting. Let me tell you why. Because if this was MLM, I would, you would never be able to say something like this. You would never be able to say because it's too much sales involved and it's, and it's, it's, it's too much of a cost to come in and blah, 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 right? right? All that stuff like that. Too much of that. Too much of that stuff. But this is free. It's free to join. It's free to everything, right? And then the system just kind of takes over for you. Look, Jerome's like, yes, thank you. I'm so glad for that, okay? Everything. So basically, how much money is that? Is that $10,000, Grace? How much is it? At the very minimum, if someone was to take the minimum route and add 100 people to the success team, what is that? 1,000. 1,000. There you go. 1,000. But what you've done, this is what's important because this is why I'm doing it. Because I've been preaching it for two weeks, sugar. What you've done, Andrea, is you've created, you served enough people that under you, your success team, you'll be shielded from any economic disruptions that are happening. This is very important to understand this here because now I'm about to show you something. Any questions so far before I show you something? Because I'm about to show you something that I've been talking about and it's a doozy. Okay, nobody's got questions. I'll stand. I watched. Mm, I got a question. Yes, sir. For the conference on the 4th and the 5th. Yep, I'm about to get to that, so go ahead. You need to include in there, you said, and I quote, that you made more money during this COVID than you did all before then. Okay. Right. So you need to drop some nuggets that say, these are the things that I invested in. These were the directions that I went in so that when the downturn came, all of the things I set my money up into, wow, okay, yep. so we can pick and choose. Thank you, sir, I'm done. No doubt, no doubt, no, no, no doubt, you're right. Um, let, me, let me do that now and at the conference. How about that? How, how about I do it? I give you a snapshot now so you can start applying this right now because Patricia stay hungry. You understand what I'm saying? She, she, she stay trying to flip this money. And then I'll give it to you in great detail because at the conference, because I'm feeling Kathy's energy, she ready. So I'm gonna do that too. I'm do it for both of these women, okay? <clears throat> now, step one, I knew trouble was coming. It's a part of the system. Uh-uh, we, uh-uh, uh-uh, repeat. <laughs> I knew Come trouble on. was coming. I knew trouble was coming. It's a part of the system. They're called economic corrections. They happen every year. Some of them just happen drastically over time, okay? But the economic correction happens every single year. Don't let nobody lie to you. The system must always balance itself, okay? The economic correction happens every year most of them are just too small for you to notice on your scale, okay? But somebody is always being corrected economically, okay? Go ahead, I mean, Phil. All a prophet is is someone who tells you during bad times, good times are coming, and during good times, bad times are coming. There you go, you're sure right. So let me prophesy then, because <laughs> this is where we at. Step one, I knew bad times were coming. 
before I get to step two, let me just explain to you this hill. How did I knew? How did I know bad times were coming? Because now this, despite what, now let's leave your politics out of this. Because I'm about to bring up a politician. Despite what you want to believe about what the media may tell you, Barack Obama had one incredible economy. Okay. Despite what you want to believe from 2010 or 10 ish, 11 ish to March this year, y'all been living in a pseudo economy, all surplus. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just been people, especially if you just started business, you thought that's how it worked. You, you didn't remember the, the economic correction in 2004 or the one in 96 or 92. You, you remember this. I've been in business since 96. I've been through them all, okay? All in my age, okay? You know, in my age, been through them all. There's been nothing but years of plenty. You got to remember, Snapchat has never recorded a profit. Never. Never. Netflix never recorded a profit. Sorry, these companies have never recorded a profit. Never. Netflix is $250 billion in debt right now. All these companies, Uber never recorded a profit. Facebook just recorded a profit in like 2016. They're actually an incredibly profitable company. Incredibly profitable company. So it had to bust at some point. So you need to be a forward thinker and know it's going to bust. So since it's already busted, but you got propaganda telling you that it has not, that's okay. I probably wouldn't go for the big haughty office buildings anymore. You've taught too many people how to work from home and you taught too many people that working from home is actually a safe thing. So if you try to go back to the big office, you're gonna get smashed in the next economic disruption. <laughs> Kathy, Kathy been having this conversation. She's been telling somebody the whole time. <laughs> the whole time she's been telling somebody. You understand what I'm saying? You don't do stuff that you just saw got clobbered. I wanna open a restaurant. All of them got clobbered. I'm not telling you not to have a restaurant. You have to figure out a new way to make money that's not 100% dependent upon customers. You know who else got clobbered? The church. You have to find a new way to have your nonprofit who wants me to teach about nonprofits to make them profitable? Okay, you have to find a new way for your nonprofit not to be dependent 100% on donations. Anyone dependent 100% on donations, watch this, anyone dependent upon a labor force that you underpay, donations, a labor force you underpay, that's restaurants, okay? Donations, that's any nonprofit, 
a labor force that you depend on that's completely underpaid or a labor force that has to be influenced by the economic disruption itself, all three of these industries got hurt. So if I were you, I wouldn't go build another one of those when things get better. Just makes sense. Antonio, why would you say that? Step two. Step two. Build for the next recession. That's exactly what I did. In 2008, and I'm going to go to this in great detail in the conference as it was at. In 2008, I realized I was being completely leveraged. I realized that I was poor. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. Andrew, it's honest and not true. Y'all, it's embarrassing to say. How many of you ever heard of Lexington Law? I was using them in 2008 by recommendation because I was making six figures on a sales job, $50,000 base salaries, but they gave me bonuses and I knew how to hit my bonuses every time because if you give me something, I'm going to clobber it. Like, don't ever give me something and expect me not to hit it because I'm too competitive for that. You understand what I'm saying? I'm way too competitive for that. So I was living this six-figure lifestyle for two, two years or a year and a half. 2008, the recession hit and I lost my job. Like the job just folded. Like they didn't lay me off. The job just folded. <clears throat> you understand what I'm saying? Like just, they went out of business. They went out of business. I got all this money in the bank. <clears throat> I got this good stream of income with business and all that stuff. I got all these good tax returns. I try to go buy a house in Katy, Texas. I'm not sure if y'all know what that is, but just know that that is the, that's the affluent part of Houston. You, you would have to know Houston to know, but you, you, you type in that zip code, it's some money over there. You understand, it's some money over there. Excellent. Some money. Yes. Girl, Kathy, Andre, let me tell you. This boy, broker his name was lorenzo this man said bro i can't give you no house what's up man i got the money i got everything you got a 397 credit score <laughs> first off ain't nobody teach me about credit you understand secondly i didn't even know credit can go that low but look it up it can Cause I had a three ninety seven. You understand? A three ninety seven. That sound like a rap album. That is not. <laughs> I had a three ninety seven. That's terrible. So I realized I can't do nothing. I ain't got no job. Don't have this here. Who the heck is leveraging me? And so I learned I'm getting all this leverage from everywhere else. Y'all understand what I'm saying? So what I did in 2008 is I rebuilt my company and I said, I'm going to build to be profitable in this terrible economy right now. And once things get better, I'm never changing. Because I'm going to be ready for the next one and I'm going to take advantage, which gets me closer to your question, Jerome. So I didn't have the big office. I had like four offices. I still had them to this day. They're just small. One of the offices we don't even use because it's got five air conditions up in it. And I'm talking about the industrial air conditions. You understand? Like the ones 
soon as you cut, soon as you cut the ACL, the light bill go up five hundred dollars. It's immediately boom. You don't even use that one. It look cool. Ain't no sense in me looking cool. I'd rather be profitable. You don't catch that later. I ain't trying to look good. I'm trying to. I'm trying to be good. You understand? Don't want to use that one. I rent out in a luxury apartment complex. It's a what is? It? How much is it in the month, Grace? This is our main office right now. Grace sitting in there right now. Nine fifty. Nine fifty a month. Gated community luxury apartment complex. One bedroom, and we use every room like studios. One is an audio room. One is a video room. Sometimes we get so busy, we'll even lock ourselves in a bathroom and start making sales calls. Now I ain't lying. We use the kitchen as a video room. This everything. Why? Because I'd rather pay nine fifty a month for an office that we can actually cook in and save money than to be paying $9,000. Don't make no sense. This company has zero loans and zero debt. I am determined to be rich. The middle class is not for me. I need news that cares about me. And not news that's going to scare me or make me mad at another people. I need news without politics. And I want news that will point me to the money. This is the news where it happens. The moments that change the world. These are the stories we need. The info that we care about. We only give you news that puts money in your pocket. And the news that gives us an advantage. This is the work that continues. Who we are today. And what we can become. Tomorrow. That's it. This is where news without agendas can lead us. Your wealth matters. This is why more perspectives make us stronger. And how our mission can inspire tomorrow. This is journalism that helps the world we live in. This is Mexit News. This company's yeah, this company's so profitable that I can invent a company called Rekaza and give away half the money. Why? Because other companies are paying Rekaza's bills. There's no way I can give away half the money if we had bills. Rekaza has no bills. No bills, no overhead. No bills, no overhead. Yeah, it's incredible. But what did I do? How did I learn that? Two ways. For one, I was raised in the streets. So I've been learning how to make my money make money. We call it flipping. You know what I'm saying? I, I learned, I've been learning how to make my money make money to pay for stuff since 40E Palm Terrace. I don't know what to tell you. You just got to be from Galveston to know what I'm talking about. Since the projects. But then during the recession, I learned if I get it and it's not self-sustained, I shouldn't have it. You understand? If Say I that it, again. If I get it and it's not self-sustained, I shouldn't have it. And when everybody start balling, Patricia, in 2014, 2015, I let everybody laugh at me, fool girl. I let everybody laugh at me. I kept it downgraded and we was running. Everybody was saying, how is you so good out of this place? I can't tell you. Deanna Mama came to the office and what did she tell you? It was so, it was so, so fantastic of who I am. What did she say? 
she said this office is not complimentary or a reflection of who you really are. Child, this office ain't making me no money. Play those sister right? This office ain't making me no money. I don't run no customers out of here. So it ain't, ain't making me no money. I kept everything downgraded. Why? Because I knew that it's going to get bad. I thought it was going to get bad in 2017. I had no idea it would be 2020. All right? I, I, I've been saying 2017 and in 2018, I said it's right around the corner. Anybody been following me long enough? I was telling Jerome, Jerome, don't do it, don't do it. And what Jerome did, he did it anyway, right? <laughs> He'll duck a head like me. He'll duck a head like me. And it went on out there, right? And then when 2020 hit in March, I had already been following the, the, the virus November 27th because I read all the papers. Um, and I'm, I'm subscribed to the South China Morning Post, which is the... It's been around since the 90s, dot com um, boom. It is the American version as well. It's a Chinese newspaper that's for English speakers. They they bended that a long time ago. So I've been in the South China Morning Post and they were talking about Wuhan and also, so I knew it was coming. I saw everything and I saw it, I saw it, I saw it. Now I had no idea that the virus would trigger an economic disruption. But if all of y'all remember the conquer the crisis, that was February or so, or maybe March, I told everybody, this is what they're not telling you about the recession. They still not calling it a recession. I am. I am. Because let me tell you, this is a recession. But don't take my word for it before I get to step three. Right now, millions of Americans may not be able to pay their rent in October. Okay? Now, please understand this. 35 million people in America can face eviction. But let's keep going. Okay, I need y'all to receive this, and I need you to receive this as tough as possible. This is broken down by state now. Now, well... If you know your state, ask yourself if it's left or right, because there's a trend happening here between who's worse and who's not. I'm just gonna tell you, there's a trend happening here. If you look, if you look, the higher percentages, vote a certain way. I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you, okay? Check it out, check it out. This is what it is, this is what it is. Look at it, look at it, look at it. All these people are in trouble, all these states. Now, let me say this. I said this last week, I'm gonna say it this week. There's a whole movement called Cancel Rent. They just posted an article. I mean, it's, I think CNN just posted an article about it two days ago. In that article, it said $73 billion in rent is not paid. Let me tell you something. Say what you want. Everybody here knows that ain't no black folk or brown folk started no council rent movement. We all know that we ain't got that power. Do you understand? So right now we're talking about 
seven, 35 million and a large chunk of that is the dominant culture. And if you think they not gonna trigger the recession button over that, you just don't understand how this works. Antonio. Yes, sir. Let me interject here from the real estate side. Mm -hmm. The 35 million people in a boom, there's a play for that. And the play is actually, I know you said us black, brown and minority people couldn't trigger that, but it's actually gonna hurt us, not by not paying because the smart people ain't paying yep. until they get back on their feet. That's just a, a rich man's game. But the government facilities who's paying out now, the section eights, uh, the disabilities, all of that is now gonna have to be split because the government has to step in and this is why I, you know everybody's been buying up the distressed apartment complexes because now the government has to step in to pump up and facilitate the economy. So how do they do that? The people who are getting Section 8 and disability and, and, and all the government funding is now going to have to get less or none because now the working class people of the middle class who are yep. almost extinct have to get that government money in order to sustain living. So you see what that's happening? So the people oh, yeah. that were getting it before, which was, it's going to be taken and it's going to be given to the middle class who were middle class and now are poor because these are working class people who in, are still industrialists. That's right. So therefore, there's going to be a gap again, but the shift as money doesn't evaporate, it just shifts. The shift is going to go so the smart people are trying to buy up the, the apartment complexes on the ones that are being sold because people aren't paying, so they're selling them because the government's now going to pay the, the government's now going to pay these people's rent. And the mm -hmm. people that were getting government assistance before, it's going to be asked out, and it's going to be it's going to be bad. It is, and it's going to trigger one hell of a recession. <laughs> it has no choice. You can't have. Currently, right now, so everything Justin said was facts. So now you're going to have, let's say, 35 million people pulling from, let's just say, the welfare system, the government assistance system, okay? Pay close attention to this. Then you already got 35 million plus people already drawing from unemployment. Now, in fairness, you can't add 35 million, 35 million, because some of those people are the same people, okay? Some of those people are the same people, but we can take, we can absolutely take, let's just take 25% of that, okay? We'll just say 75% double dip, and I'm being extremely nice here. So now what you're doing is you're rolling with 40, you're rolling with, you're rolling with 40 million. You can't forget that seniors, what do we say, silver sneakers? They draw from the system too. Medicaid, Medicare, okay? It's designed that way, it should be. And you ready for this? If you living off your 401k in retirement, you still drawing from the system. It's called stock market, okay? Let me keep going. 
you can't keep having this strain on a system that was designed for one person to draw on it and 12 people to pay into it. That's how FDR designed it. That's the new deal. That's how FDR designed it. One person draw, 12 people come in, boom. Now it's 12 people drawing, one person paying. How long do you think we can sustain that without running up inflation? It's mathematically impossible. So this is what's gonna happen. It's already happened. The banks are gonna stop lending to people. How many of you have already seen the banks are gonna have stopped lending? All you gotta do is pay attention. All you gotta do is pay attention. A couple months ago, Chase said, listen, we not, you can't buy a house that you got 25% down. They're gonna make it harder to lend. Why? Because they have to. The banks must do that. That's not even their fault. They have to do that because the way the economy works is everyone borrows the money from the central bank, which is the bank. And who gets that money? The bank. And the bank has to loan that, pay that loan back off from the bank. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Phil. Well, a lot of people don't understand. If you have a loan, it's a liability. If a bank has a loan, it's an asset. The question is the quality of the assets. Because the banks, when they did a loan, they put that loan on their balance sheet as an asset. Well, the problem is the quality of the assets are deteriorating rapidly. And that's why the banks are being a little skittish right now, because the only way they can make money is loan it. That's it. That's how they do it. Now, a deposit in a bank is a liability because they have to pay on it. A deposit for us is an asset because it should draw at least a little bit of something. So you have to kind of switch your mindset when you're talking about a financial institution and then, and then you, how you live your life as an individual. Absolute facts. The money system is brilliant. We just don't understand it. By we, I meant all of us, okay? That meant all of us. Check me out. I said, oh, no, go ahead, Justin, come on. The fractional reserve set up on the bank basically ensures that as we, when the money was tied to gold before 71 and Nixon, that the money that you put in the bank is backed. So in order to, cause you know, the FDIC is, is kind of broke, right? They're, you're insured up to 250,000 per account. So if there's another market and FDIC goes bust and everybody, and something happens and they want the money back from the account, your insurance is only gonna cover you for 250K per account. The fractional reserve, you can take out, if you put in a hundred, the bank could lend out, I believe it's a thousand dollars off of your hundred dollars based off of your $100, off of the illusion that this $100 is good, we're gonna lend $1,000 off of the $100 that you put in this bank and give you 0.1% interest or whatever the case is. If the banks are scrutinizing on lending to borrowers, they're not gonna make money. But what's gonna happen is subprime is gonna be a rebirth of yep. the no-doc and the what's called the ninja loan. It's what destroyed the economy in 2007, 2008. The ninja loan, no income, no assets. So if they're not lending, other people are going to lend at a higher adjustable interest rate and put people in homes. And if the market turns again, the people that they put in the homes weren't, aren't going to be able to afford the homes. 
and they're going to be right back in foreclosure. I had to be that way. The conventional banks can't do that because they're not in the real estate business. So when they take back the assets and, and give it to an REO agent, like another company that I have, if they get too many of them, they, they have to sit on them. A couple of years ago, Wall Street got into the business because they're greedy and they started buying up all the REO property from the bank. And if that happens, you know, they're not in the business of selling properties. So they, they end up losing on the deal. So eventually they're going to have to lend. They're just going to have to scrutinize on the criteria to which they lend. But if they don't lend, they don't make money. So you, can, you, can, you can easily stop up a bank's pipeline if you keep lending and they keep defaulting. That bank is going to stop up and they're going to go out of business. It's called a, it's called a bank bust out. So you, they're lending on stuff. They're lending to people who, who can't afford. They get in the commission. The bank's getting you know, their business. And then the people that they're lending to automatically, after a while, can't pay the, the loan. They have to take the asset back, right? And if they keep going, they're going to run out of money because the asset is backed by something. And that's basically what's happening now, what's going to happen now. So it's going to be 2007, to 2008, all, all over again. It has to happen. It has to happen. Let me simplify this strong economical talk that we're having into a very few short sentences that everybody can catch. The current federal interest rate, which means how much money the banks can make interest off of, or how much interest the banks can have if they hold on to money, is at half a percent. Inflation is hovering somewhere around 1.4 and 2%. This means, in short sentences, it is, it's never profitable for a bank to hold money. That's what Phil was trying to tell you. Now, banks are being punished to hold money because the interest rate is so low. It's almost in the negative. Therefore, if the only way, and I want everybody to think about that old dude in the hood or your neighborhood or something that lend out money. Yeah, some of y'all used to call them sharks, loan. You know, where I come from, he was unk. You understand what I'm saying? Just, you know, <laughs> that was unk. The only way that you can make money is to lend it out, right? And lend it out at high interest rates. That's what Justin was just talking about. That's what Phil was just talking about. Subprime, it has to. Because if the, if the federal interest rate is half a percent, but I can get 17% from Vanessa, where do you think I'm going? Did that make sense to you? Now, if you think that your bank love you because you, they smile when you walk in, you just don't understand what caused the, the Great Depression. You, 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 just, you just ain't getting too much of nothing. Now, the reason why I'm bringing all this up is because what I've decided to do is give away 100% of the company's profits to shield you from everything we're talking about. <laughs> you understand? I need y'all to get some targets. It's, it's, I just went full circle back to the clean glass of water. 
I just went full circle back there. Okay, I'm, I'm just trying to tell you that all you have to do. Let me let me tell you what I did. I'm a draw. I'm a draw for y'all. I had to figure out how to use the capitalistic society to our advantage without being the capitalistic society. And there's nothing wrong with capitalism, okay? Capitalism is just fine. It needs some changes, but it's just fine. Should, it's actually just fine, okay? It's actually just fine. There's some other stuff that makes it wrong, but it's just fine, okay? Now, the banks are going to look at Justin and say, oof, can't lend to you. Just say, yes, you can. Okay, you we sure can. And then we'll give you, I don't know, give me back 7% APR or something, whatever. Okay. It's not too bad, not too high, not too bad. It's all good. A nun, Justin. <laughs> Man, gonna say, well, we'll start off your loan this way, and then we reserve the right to change it this way. That's what ruined the economy last time. The kind of adjustable rate mortgages and stuff like that, right? Don't worry, all that's confusing. Don't even worry about that. Antonio. Yes, ma'am. Okay, I want to make sure I got this straight because you know I'm. Yeah, I'm I know because this is this so, is advanced. <laughs> if you okay, if you're the bank and you lend me ten thousand dollars at seven percent. Well, hold on real quick. Before we even do anything, you need to understand that everything comes from the bank, whether you know it or not. That's what you need to understand first. Okay. And if it don't come from the bank, the whole system is broke. Mm. That Like receive that first, because I can tell it's missing and you understand about your question. Because you went straight to the numbers and you didn't go to the power. Oh. Can, can I add this before I get on to it? Yeah, 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 go ahead. I want to make sure that everybody on this call knowing us, you go into the bank, don't go in there like they're your employer. You have the confidence. You got the. They work for you. There's that's a right. confidence. There's a confidence level. Uh, that's there's a disconnect. If the deal is right, the bank has to lend you the money. They're not lending on the deal. I mean, they're not lending on the borrower. They're lending on the deal. If they're lending on the borrower, then they hold some type of power. And that's all you right. have to do is find out whatever the criteria is before you go in there. And they have no choice. There's no discrimination on lending. There was before, and it's still actually in some form of constitutional. I don't know the exact uh, legislation that is in, but it's in there. Do not lend to black or brown or minority people in certain areas. It's still in. It has not been taken out of the constitution. It has not. But you lend on the actual deal. If the that conventional bank doesn't take a deal, fuck them. You got private money, you got sub-bar money, you got other private money. It doesn't matter. You lend on the actual deal and not the actual person. Now, some, you know, conventional or nonprofit organization, they lend on the person before the deal. That's fine. Just find out whatever the criteria is before you go to them. Um, right. There's a couple of them. I'm working with a couple now and it's not going so well. So when they, if they do what they're supposed to do, then I'll shout them out and refer them to anybody else. But I ain't going to shout nobody out and refer them to something that ain't right yet. But I know that's right. Don't go in there like mother may I go in there like this is this is I'm your job because if you don't come there, they don't eat. They only lend it on one percent. So the next wave is going to have to they have to raise interest rate back up to at least five, six percent for people to hold their money in the banks. Yep. Because there's no there's no benefit 
I can put it in real estate. I can put it in something else. If I'm putting it at one percent and inflation is at four, I'm losing money. Right. So when you go in there, Grace, you go in there with the confidence that you're the boss. They work for you. That inferiority complex is what keeps people from doing deals and keeps people from uh, accomplishing different things and opening up businesses because they feel like they're not supposed to. They feel like they're supposed to be an employee. Like you're asking for help. They work for you. That's right. That's right. So pay attention. I'm trying to protect you. Okay. The bank holds all air quotes, the power. Okay, Grace, now check this out. But this is where all your power come from because the bank takes your dollar and borrow $100. Where that money coming from? It's made up. It's invisible. It's a unicorn. It doesn't exist. It's just a system. And therefore, and there's a guy who won a whole court case about this. You can look it up yourself. He said, I don't owe my mortgage. They can't, they can't, they can't evict me or whatever you call it because they're trying to give me to give them money they don't have themselves because they're claiming that they have the asset, but they do not because they made that money up. And since that money is made up, that's why you got the power because they can't say they can't lend to you on something they don't own themselves. So we 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 Kathy we this is ATS. You understand what I'm saying? This is this is this. I'm trying to get y'all to see, right? They must now notice the way I teach you. I never say y'all have yet to take a class on how to get a venture capitalist or how to. There's only one class in this universe, just one, that says anything about credit and your credit, because I don't use my credit. I don't. I don't use my credit. I got a guy named Michael Tate to monitor my credit. I pay him and he do whatever he do and I don't pay attention to it. I don't bother him. And until he bothers me, I know everything is working out just fine. Because I don't need my credit. Because let me tell you what happens. Nobody uses the banks but middle class. The reason, oh, I, I should probably repeat that statement. Nobody uses the banks but the middle class. If you think about everyone who screamed and kicked during the economic disruption that is now, all those people had all their money in what you call assets. But the difference between me and them, Jerry, is F them little yachts. Yachts don't pay me, but that real estate do. I only have income producing assets. I don't care about your car. You understand? I wouldn't dare buy an NBA team that's not profitable. Do you understand? I wouldn't. There's a, there is a billionaire in Houston that is still cash strapped and he owns an NBA team. How? How, Sway? I don't get it. There's too many broke billionaires. Never before March have I ever said that phrase in my life. What I'm doing is I'm telling y'all, so let me draw, draw back on the board and I'm, I'm like, give me three to five minutes and I'm out of here. 
I decided, well, let's flip capitalism then. How about I create the same system, because this is how it works, if Jerry pays Justin, then that becomes income for Justin. And then when Justin pays somebody else, that becomes income for them. That's how the economy works. If you break this cycle, you get a recession. That is what it is. How can this cycle break? So one of these people get scared, they stop spending money. And what did the banks do? They got to lend out money, right? Well, if they don't do that, if the banks say, no, we ain't doing it, the government has to give you a stimulus. Please know, as I stop my screen just for a second, they, the, the whole right side of the government said Obama is tripping by giving away stimulus. Blah, 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 blah. Obama spending trash, will never do it. And then turned right around 10 years later and broke the record for stimulus and trying to give you another one. So stop letting that blue, right, left to, I mean, that blue, red, left, they, they all are bound by the same capitalistic society. Now let's keep going so I can end this here. They all got to give away money. If the, if the banks decide we ain't giving it, then they all got to give you a stimulus check. All right? Now, check this out. What I decided to do, we'll just make all these circles people. What I said, well, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to create a new bank. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to share this bank. I can't tell you how many years it took me to figure this out. I'm going to share this bank. And how many of you say, yeah, you've got 24 people making money right now? Okay. That's about 24 circles. And I'm going to say, ah, somebody getting it already. Okay, so I get it already. I'm going to say, Rekaza going to be a bank. And what we're going to do, is we're going to give money to everybody. And I'm going to create a culture to remind them that the more they continue to do this is the more they are safe and secure inside the bank of Rekaza. And to incentivize you to be prepared for the trouble that is to come, I'm basically saying all of y'all go get a hundred and make sure that the money bounces to Justin, to this, to that, to that, to that, to that, to that. Why? Simple in closing. Because who wants to worry about the next president? When all you got to do is look at your success team. <sighs> My friends. This <I'm>, is <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Genius. <laughs> so when I tell y'all to go build a hundred people under you and serve them, this is me telling you, protect yourself. Because if you are the master of your success team and you have a servant heart and I keep putting out promotions that keep everybody excited, then your money just gonna keep coming in and keep coming in and keep coming in, Grace. Before you leave, could you, could you repeat the promotion for the people who may have come in you know, and didn't hear about the promotion? Anybody brave enough to serve people bring them into this company. When you get to 100 people, the company's gonna, you're gonna get paid the whole way through as usual, but all that money we've held in escrow, okay? 
we're going to, the company's going to forego all its profit and hand you that money. That means you're going to take your money as promised and the company's money and start building your economy. And then with those hundred people, we're going to continue to do promotions and we're going to continue to build under you your own bank because the number one rule of surviving in America as an entrepreneur is to have a community because without having a community, Kathy, you don't have an economy. What I'm telling y'all is if you got credit card debt, start building a success team. Serve, eventually enough money will come back to you to where your success team becomes your bank and you can start using your success team to help your legacy, to get that stress off you, to pay your mortgages, all that stuff. And if y'all ain't learned nothing else today, you just heard Justin, Antonio, and Phil take you through master economics class. I don't want to tell you you can't get this nowhere else, but I tell you, they'll show charge you a lot for it if you do, okay? <laughs> I'll tell you that much. I'll tell you that much for sure. In conclusion, 100 people, I wouldn't focus on nothing else. I wouldn't even understand. I wouldn't even try to understand it. I'll just say, if I'm Andrea, I'll just say, well, he said do 100, so we're going to do 100. That's what we're going to do. I'm going to do 100. I'm going to do what he, he seemed to be doing all right. They say he ain't had no jobs. He was 29. So I might as well listen. That's what Jerome had to say. <laughs> I might as well listen. You do that, get to 100. And what happens is come February, March, you'll start seeing a group economics bank under you that would be so powerful, it'll change your life. And then I'm gonna teach you, Kathy, get that money out my system and start buying income producing assets. Use me, leverage me, take from me and then to truly be financially free, you take that money, don't pay off bills, start buying real estate, hold that property, rent that out, and then you use both me and the real estate or whatever income producing asset you have to financially free yourself from this system. That is why I exist teach more people that thank you for your time ladies and gentlemen i sure hope that blessed you antonio t smith jr you can plant better you can dominate thank you everybody antonio yes sir oh encourage yes. people oh, to be on, on the call tonight before y'all go phil if you want to tell us about the call that'll be great and then well we're uh, gonna we're gonna be coming still continuing on helping you decide you know why do you exist what are you supposed to do We've answered the questions. What are you going to feel, think, be, do, have, and give? And we need to start the new people off with that. We'll do that. 
Then we answer five questions and we're trying to distill down to a simple conversation on you, you when you go to the marketplace, you're not confused. You know exactly what to say to the people and you know exactly what to offer them to decide whether you should work together with them or not. There you go. Another on the speaker side, another class, another section in which we're teaching you how to bank your own money, your own gifts, and your own talents. Thank y'all. Won't hold you much longer. Appreciate you. Uh, remember the conference is $35. Get with somebody that teach you that because we're giving away billions of dollars of information for $35. So there you go. All right, everybody. Love you. Y'all have a good day. When the pandemic began, I had the biggest problem in the world, not making money. The pandemic was actually quite a blessing for me as it almost made me a billionaire. I came really close. So the pandemic was a blessing. It was hiring people. And get this, everybody. I had 48 job positions open during the pandemic. $22 an hour with paid training. And I could not find a single person for two years to fit any of those 48 job positions. Hear me well. 48 job positions, $22 an hour, paid training, and I couldn't find someone, not one person, for those job positions. Now, is it because I hire slowly? True. But it's because I wasn't using ZipRecruiter. And that's a fact. I wasn't getting to the right people for the right position to fit my right culture. And there are so many different things that you can do this summer. As a matter of fact, you can free up as much time as you want to. But if you're not using ZipRecruiter, you're probably not going to free up that time if you're attempting to hire people. So what is ZipRecruiter? What is probably the greatest job finder that's out there? And that's why you need ZipRecruiter. You need it so you can find the right candidates. Now, it's not that ZipRecruiter helps you find jobs. It's more accurately that ZipRecruiter takes your culture, takes your job, takes what you're looking for, and immediately matches them with the perfect candidate. And if the if it's if they can't find a perfect candidate, they will skip over that person and then give you the perfect candidate for you. ZipRecruiter uses one of its most powerful tools, which is the technology itself, to match the right candidates up with your job. You can easily review uh, their recommendations and easily review their recommended candidates and invite these candidates to apply for your top positions. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy for you to filter out, uh, review and rate candidates. Four out of five employees uh, have been used by four out of five employers on ZipRecruiter. It is a blessing. And no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one hiring site in the world based on G2 satisfaction ratings 
as of this year, January 1st. My friends, soak up everything I said. It's not an ad. This is a personal testimony of how I found the right people to sit in the right seat on the right bus. Without ZipRecruiter, it wouldn't have been possible. So how do you take advantage of what I'm talking about? Well, you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. All spelled the regular way. That's Zip, Z-I-P, Recruiter, R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R. ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. And I promise you, you will be grateful that you did so. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. It's also in the show notes.